Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Welcome to episode five of the Irrevelations podcast. I'm Grant Voiced. I'm Cole Delusky. And we are ready to talk about some Bible stuff, guys. Uh, um, no. No, no, no. <laughs> that, no. Sounds, we're, we're, that was we're, cute. It's, it's, whatever, I'll... <laughs> I'll take it. I don't really have an opinion uh, about that so much. I don't, you know, fucking we just yeah, start just yelling you know, into the ether. Normally, I just scream into the void, but this is just as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just I feel like I wanted us to be like a little cutesy radio show with a couple of DJs that host, and you know, they go home together and make a casserole. And yeah, that's the uh, uh, that's the opposite of through. how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever oh. hated anything more. Um, oh well, that's fair. Hey, so I was thinking about something. Um, okay, so I think it would be fun if we go through this whole Bible, right? And mm-hmm. as we go, every time we get to kind of a big new set of characters, we mm-hmm. cast it. Like okay. we pretend like that this, HBO... This is who we think that person is like. Kind of. This like is it. the actor that we would want to play them, okay. basically. And so it's like pretend HBO is writing a huge, you know, way bigger than Game of Thrones, multi-decade show that they're going to make that mm-hmm. crosses every genre, right? So, like, sometimes it'll be, like, a sitcom, like, right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're definitely in a sitcom phase of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be, like, the epic war parts, and there'll be, like, the dr- really dramatic parts. And so I was thinking about it, uh-huh. and I have a f- I have a few castings, if you want to hear okay. them. Um, okay. So so just because I, I, I feel you. I, I, I mean, in the back of my mind, I felt the same thing. So I probably have some opinions. But I'll tell you this. I was also thinking, like, if this takes off, we should try to, like, produce it as a show. Yeah. But I was thinking it would be, like, more like uh, we would market it to Pornhub. Oh, okay. Like, it would be like, it would be like, listen, okay, I got an idea. Cause you, cause Pornhub's weird. Like, I think, like, every now and then I'll see them on Reddit being like, hey, this guy, I got an RIA cut down and China won't show my free speech and blah, blah. And the Pornhub's like, we'll host it. Who gives a shit? Come on, bring it over here. We'll, <laughs> we'll host anything. Um, I was thinking, yeah, it'd I don't be know. like, I don't know if they want to get into Bible territory. That sounds like they might get. I feel like they should, because honestly, I would I would do it both. I would be like, okay, look, and then you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, how... and then when we get to Sodom and Gomorrah, we show it. Thirty, forty guys I... running a train on each other. Just <laughs> I'm, a, a, a I'm not sure mass. I'm ready for this. And then you maybe know. you can do this as a side project. And I then just we'll have some know. angels come down, but we do it all. We'll have the angels come down. They're like, hey man, blah 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 blah. Here's the scripture. Hey, blah, I already blah. casted the angels. All right. And then and then and then we show like two daughters just railing their dad. Uh, oh that's God. where I've There's, been at. That's my sleepless honest, nights. I've had a week honestly, to think about it. You could get on Pornhub now, probably, and find all these videos. See, you and say just piece that. It together. You say that. And I don't want to hijack your link here, but you say that. And I did look. I mean, I woke up oh, and no. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Has someone tried this before? And uh, I've seen a lot of nun porn, but I haven't seen anything where someone takes Abraham and has oh. him. I mean, just like genre speaking. Maybe not the exact names, but like. 
there's going to be some weird stuff in there. Anyway, nuns don't matter because there aren't any nuns in the Bible. But, okay, so here we go. Okay. My first guy, non-porn, regular Bible casting. So Abraham, who we're dealing with right now, right. whiny guy, gets into these awkward situations all the time, trying to hand out his wife, which isn't really indicative of this character. But Larry David, mm-hmm. I think I think Abraham is a complete Larry David, not because he's Jewish, all right? right. Okay. Just because you've got, like, there's so many moments where I can hear the Curb Your Enthusiasm music coming on. Uh-huh. Uh, like as Abraham does something, I feel like like Abraham to me is like the dad from Arrested Development. Like, does that oh, make okay, sense? Okay, okay, Jeffrey that, Tambor. Jeffrey yeah. Tambor. Yeah, that's, that's you. Just like, you know, that's not very me too of you. He uh, he just went down. He was fucking with Jessica Walter, who, by the way, I'm casting as Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, uh, that's funny because uh, it's funny that you think of Jessica Walter as Sarah because I, I, I hadn't thought about Sarah. I just thought Sarah was. I was uh, trying to explain where we were in the Bible. And, uh, you know, uh, my lady was like, oh, Sarah, the good Sarah. I was like, you think Sarah's a hero? Like, I fucking hate Sarah. Sarah's such fucking yeah. one of the worst characters in the whole book, you know? What? Just the way that, the way that Jessica Walter treats, uh, like, the help in yeah. the rest of development is exactly how Sarah treats her slaves. <laughs> so it's just, and, you know, I, I, I see that as being a role that she'd fit into pretty well. Okay. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Tina Fey is Hagar All for right. me. So, because we're going, I'm going with all like comedy for the most part because this is just there's so much hijinks, right? You know? you uh, might as well stick I to guess that. in Hagar's place, I guess I I, I see Hagar as like um, you ever see Twelve Years a Slave? Yes, I think of her character as that uh, the one that's like, please kill me, <laughs> please kill me, and he's like, oh, I'm fuck. too much of a pussy to do that. You know, I, I got I got white people that know about me, so I got to get yeah. out of here. Fucking hated yeah, yeah. Twelve Years I mean, a Slave. I thought that movie was such shit. Oof, it was depressing. But it was a good movie. I liked it. No. Fassbender, man. No. Killing I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, Fa- he was scary. Yeah, Fassbender's good. Oh, that's good. Well, we'll talk about my hatred of 12 Years a Slave. But here's my summary of 12 Years a Slave and why I think that Hagar's in there. Is that the uh-huh. whole movie, he's not a dumb guy. He's got a violin, you know, whatever. He gets sold into slavery. Not a very good use of his skills, by the way. They're like, he's like, yes, I'm a dandy and I live in upstate and I play the violin. And they're like, oh, we've got this grand scheme where we plan a whole show and you're going to tour. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. And they're like, ah, we caught you. Now you got to work the field. Like, what the hell, man? We, we grabbed this doctor from Venezuela and well, now I mean, we're going to You know, it's him. a true story, right? Yeah, I know, but I just don't. Uh, far be it from me, but I think that those white slave owners weren't the smartest fucking crackers, you know? I'll, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> I think that's a fair point. But anyway, the whole movie, he's just getting his ass kicked. He's getting beaten. I don't want to turn this podcast into a movie review. but Please don't. Please don't. But the whole movie, he's just like, oh, man, this sucks. I'm just getting beat up. And then the entire movie is predicated on him just trying to find one white person to send a message to his other white friends so that they yeah. can come rescue him. That's the whole movie. And it was Brad Pitt hooked him up, right? Brad Pitt yeah. hooked him up. The only decent white person in the whole movie other than his lawyer. Just like in real life. Just like in real life. Uh, and then the part that I hated was that, and this is why I think of Hagar, is that there was the one slave The ah, she's really famous now. Was she in Black Panther? Uh, I think she uh, played, no. I think this she played is... the, the, the love interest. But anyway, um, and she's just uh, getting. Oh, Lupita Nyong'o? I think so. Yeah. She's huge. I don't think she was in Twelve Years. I slave. think she played the she she played the slave that just gets Maybe, raped oh, yeah, over yeah. and over yeah. again and is forced yeah, to bear yeah, a child. Yeah. So yeah, so she gets raped by her master. She's forced to bear a child. That's right. That was like the thing that brought her onto the big stage. Yeah, yeah. So just like Hagar in Twelve Years a Slave, she's a slave who's raped by her master, forced to bear a child, and then she's just like 
please, please kill me. And he's like, don't ask me to do this. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, fuck yeah, she is a tragic character for sure. But again, I think that. So you and think Tina Fey. She, and I, think, <laughs> I just see Tina Fey like dopey Tina Fey from 30 Rock where she's just like, this is happening to me. I think that'd be wonderful. Just like, oh, I guess I'll go out to the desert again. <laughs> like, I feel like Tina could just tear that up. Uh, no, I think I think it's a. And then. And then we'll we'll cut this out because this is getting too in depth. We can talk about some more next week or whatever. But yeah. obviously, our angels are going to be the Rock and Jason Momoa, just buffing, hot and sexy, just, sweaty, oiled up Rock and Jason Momoa. I tell you That's what, if great. I was in a village and I saw the Rock and Jason Momoa uh, coming in, I, I I think I I think I'd be the one fighting to get to the front of the line. You know, <laughs> You'd be like is that Aquaman? Because I'm soaking wet. <laughs> Uh, is that the rock? Because he's not the only one. It's hard. Oh, nice. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking high five. I love it. All right. So uh, elements. All right. Uh, yeah. Should we let's talk about what we what we did last week? So uh, we had covenant after covenant. We finally got down to the big one, the snip snip. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Jews are circumcised from here on out. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they were they weren't Israel yet. That comes well, later. Well, yeah. So let's sum it up. God makes a Jewish people. God makes a mafia-like covenant with Abraham. Like, listen, you want some protection? <laughs> I got to get a little piece, too, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. You want you want my protection, bro? You got to cut off a piece of your dick, you know? Yeah. Um, dealing. Wheeling and dealing, God is. Uh, then he and two of his homies, we're going to call them The Rock and Jason Momoa, uh, they go down to Sodom, uh, and they go to just wreck it. Abraham fucking wheels well, they're and checking it out. back. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, they're, they're there on an investigative mission. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever you uh it's like whenever you put your hand into the bag of spinach trying to find out like, if there's like any good leaves or if they're all rotting. Um Yeah, most of my bags of spinach are transparent, but yeah, I can I guess I almost get what you're saying. Yeah, but you don't know. You oh, gotta smell it. You gotta, too. you gotta get in there, you gotta feel around. Um and then so the town is like, oh, whoa, whoa, it's time for a gang rape. And Lot, the first chance he can get, takes his two married daughters and just, like, tries to use them as bait. Um, and they don't buy it. Uh, the angels go in, destroy the whole fucking city. Uh, his wife chooses death, or like, Mesopotamian uh, salt suicide by cop. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically forces herself to death. Uh, and then the daughters are like, you know what? Lot tried to get make us get raped. Guess what? We're gonna rape him. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, the twist, plot twist. Yeah, that's the plot twist, and that's Genesis nineteen. Nice. Oof, that was a rough couple. I mean, they were heavy. We had to really slog through those, but um, yeah, that was fascinating. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so I, loved, I loved it. Every time I it read just... these things, I'm always thinking to myself, like, people would rather. Like this is their argument against evolution. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Now the church accepts evolution, so that's not really what's well, going yeah, on here. I don't know. I didn't come from a monkey. How, how do you know? Because one time Lot got raped by his daughters. It's you're, all there. You're talking about like fundamentalist Southern Christians. There's a lot of Christians that believe in evolution. Yeah, right? only because it kind of fits in. Only because uh, atheists beat them down. I mean, it's not like it's not so, like they made that who, choice on their own. Who? Who? That's what? What do you think happened to the entire world when evolution came out? It had to be. You have to. It takes a long time to change public opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. Ah, whatever. I don't know. You're, oh, like to me, get off your high. All right, horse. fuck me, fuck me to hell. But my point is, is that uh, 
like it'd be like uh it'd be like if you uh, okay like santa claus you know uh i i grew up believing santa claus and no one ever fucking dispelled that illusion until i was like 11 and no one had ever told me not to i never put any critical thought to that and then like i'm 11 years old I was like oh man i hope santa gives me something good and everyone at the lunch table at school was like what you believe in Jesus. Santa Claus? Are you a fucking you idiot? I was like 11 years old. I was easily in middle school. Uh, God, no wonder. Without, having, <laughs> without ever having uh, tried to roll the logic in my head. like. And then the second everyone was like, what are you fucking stupid? Like, you believe in Santa mm. Claus? It's your goddamn dad in a fucking suit with a fake beard, you idiot. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That is the scariest Santa just, that just, I can think yeah. of. <laughs> just drunk as fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't gonna go there with it. Yeah. But, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yes, you're very much like Christians in that you had to overcome uh, your disbelief. Well, in this case, your belief in Santa, their disbelief in evolution. It it happens. There's there's obviously a lot of fundies yeah. that still don't want to hop on board that say that. What's the thing? What's the line that uh, Satan buried the fossils to trick us? Yeah, yeah I love there, that there's one. A whole That's lot. actually my favorite. There's a whole lot for. Well, let's not let's not spend too much time. We should have done that in episode one, but yeah, we probably should have. When we're talking about chances. when we're talking about Genesis and stuff, and yeah, like the idea that like as if like so you have the Bible. It very clearly states this is what God did. This is his people. At this point now, we're talking about, like, the history of the Jewish patriarchs and the creation. And then all of a sudden, something comes out that contradicts it. You're like, hey, look at these fucking fossils. These dinosaurs? Were there, were there dinosaurs before mankind? Everyone's like, well, it's not in the Bible, so uh, must be a trick. <laughs> must be a trick. I know yeah. it's not in any of the texts, and there's certainly no point where, like, Jesus— Like, if, if Jesus had just taken half a second to while he was, like, talking about all that shit, he's like, and by the way, fossils are fake— Satan did it. Then we'd probably still be having that argument. We'd probably still be like, like fucking fossils, what? <laughs> That's my favorite version of the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> All the right, way. let's let's jump into where we're at now. We're already 15 minutes in. Goodness gracious. We're opening up in uh, chapter 20. Genesis All right. 20. Yep. We're going to see a little turn in the story that's going to seem familiar. Um, yeah. Abraham... Yeah, Go for ahead. all it talks about, uh, these people don't fucking learn from their lessons at all. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we don't Especially do that. Especially Abraham. He's the worst. So, so he goes into uh, the region of the Negev again, which keeps coming up. That's the desert in southern modern-day Israel. Yeah. And uh, runs into this king named Abimelech uh, in Gerar, which, uh, according to what I was looked up, it's like the, the Philistines who come into play later. Mm-hmm. Uh, David fights a famous Philistine that you may have heard about. Um, I so, you, no, you haven't. David <laughs> and Goliath. What are you talking about? He's so, a Philistine. Whatever. Yeah, we'll get Philistine. to that later. Let's not. Let's not get. To I that. know. I know. But, so yeah. the point is, he comes in there. There's a king. There's a big, powerful ruler. So what does Abraham do? What did Abram do first? Well, Abraham <laughs> is basically still Abram, as he shows. Yeah. Let's... And you know, walks into town. Hey. Uh, just in case anyone's wondering, this isn't my wife. Yeah. This 100-year-old woman who's so hot is not my yeah, wife. This hot 100-year-old hot lady who's now given a kid. Her nips must sag like fucking Red Hots. Mine do. I like licorice sticks. Uh, <laughs> um, first thing that happens again, Abraham sees a powerful guy. Now, this guy has fought wars. He's bought slaves. He's forced people to get their dicks cut off. Still, the second he sees his better, he's like, hey, by the way... I'm just uh, sorry, Sarah. You're on your fucking own. <laughs> womp womp. Um, and this is this is arguably one of my favorite instances. So the last time Abraham did this shit, 
uh, to the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh just kind of figured it out. You know, he was like, man, mm-hmm. I got this fucking crazy ass rash. And he looks over and he sees Abraham scratching. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. I'm getting it good. But in this yeah. time, so the king takes Sarah as he's wont to do. He's like in that old ass. And uh, that night, God comes down to Abelmech. God, yeah, so God shows up and just talks straight to him. So I don't know. Maybe this is what happened with Pharaoh, too, and they just left it out. But God says, hey, uh, you are a, you're as good as dead because uh, that, this is the literal words. You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. So, God, you know, you're literally you're asleep. God comes to you and tells you this. You're laying next to this lady. It, it's funny because I don't know what your translation is. I've got just a traditional King James. But mine goes, indeed, you are a dead man because of the Jeez. woman whom you have taken. For she is a man's wife. It's just such a fucking, like, imagine you go to bed. You're like, oh, I stole this wife. You wake up. God's in your dream. Be like, listen up, asshole. You're a fucking corpse. I just want you, it seems so much more threatening. You don't even know why. Yeah, like, what? It's like, <laughs> you're just acquiring another concubine. Yeah. Like, this isn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I've got so many whores, and this one's going to cause me trouble? And so Abimelech is pissed. He's like, wait a second, wait a second. Are you going to destroy an innocent nation? Like, I don't know. She, They told me she was his sister. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, so he's arguing with God, and God is actually reasonable. Yeah, he's like, he's like, what the fuck? She told me she was his sister. Abraham said there was a sister. How the fuck am I getting a fucking death sentence for this shit, you know? And God says, okay, yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience, and I showed up to, to stop you from sinning, which is weird because actually he showed up to say you're a dead man. <laughs> but uh, so now God's like, okay, okay, it's fine. Uh, return this man's wife. Uh, he's a prophet, right? He needs his wife, I guess. <laughs> she hasn't had a baby yet at 100 and whatever. Yeah. Uh, you've done things that uh, should never be done. But again, this guy had no way of knowing that. So it's a little unfair, but... At least God hooks him up instead of just smiting him. Yeah, he's like, you got to give back this woman. Uh, this is Genesis uh, 27. Um, but if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die and you and all who are yours. So this is a pretty heavy fucking penalty. Yeah. Like, God, just yeah, that's not. rough. Um, but I love this. He's like, now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. So basically, God is Ugh. at the one hand, uh, this fucking... Uh, bird dog for Abraham. Like, he's going to go in there. Like, Abraham can fuck up and be like, yeah, man, I don't know. Just fucking take my wife. God's got to come in there after the fact, kick the door down. Hey, asshole, you're a fucking dead man. And you better give that woman back and ask Abraham to pray for you. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you. Like, not only did Abraham fucking lie and put you in this predicament, but now you got to go beg his forgiveness. Yeah. And you you have to have him pray to save you, which is wild. Like, I'm God sitting here talking to you about it, realizing that you made no mistake, admitting that you did nothing wrong, you had a clear conscience, but no, you need Abraham's prayers to stop me from killing you. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's, that's wild. Yeah. It's a, I don't even. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so sure about these characters. Uh, except for Abimelech. So it seems cool. Abimelech is the man. Abimelech. So we open on the scene of him running back down to Abraham, obviously, you know, with yeah. the fear of the literal fear of God in his heart. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, which one do you want? <laughs> all right. I'll be Abimelech. Okay. All right. All right. You be you be Abraham. Yo yo yo. Okay. Okay. Abraham. I just uh, I just had a talk with God, and apparently you gave me your wife. She's not your sister. 
you know, I thought, surely you guys are a bunch of shitty fucking heathens, and if I didn't lie, you'd all kill me. <laughs> bro, bro, okay, your God literally showed up to me to tell me, so you thought that you would get away with this, that I'm just going to bang your wife, who you told me is your sister, who apparently is not your sister. Yeah, well, she kind of is my sister, so I wasn't really, I love that. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, 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 hold up, she's your, wait, what? I fucking I my sister. <laughs> wait, no, no, God said it was your wife. You said, wait, okay, clear this thing up for me. What's going on? Uh, yeah, she's the daughter. She's my half-sister, so it's only uh, a half-incest. So. All right, tell you what. I'm going to give you a shitload of cattle. I'm going to give you a thousand shekels. You pray for me. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, this, that's exactly how it went down. That's exactly how it went down. Uh, basically, I mean, uh, again, yeah, Abraham, again, these half-truths. That uh, yeah. litter the Bible. Abraham, I, I just don't know why they keep... Why do you think they... I don't know. I guess if this isn't a legacy, if this is truly like them trying to recount historical, then I don't get what Abraham's motives are in any of this. Why is he running around with his wife and just letting her be taken every five fucking seconds? And then rich. Like rich enough that he can fight wars. Rich enough that he can buy people and then cut their dicks off. Uh, uh, rich enough that he can do all this, and yet he's still like, oh, let's hang out. Yeah, I, it doesn't really explain that. And you know, you look at, you look at the, where this chapter started off. It's just that he's moving around, you know. So I guess it's because he's like a, you know, they're a, uh, what's what's the word? They're a shepherd. I, I was culture, thinking they're right? like they're nomads. I thought they were like snowbirds. Like he's just like <laughs> every winter. Oh, they, maybe yeah, every I mean, every winter they go down, down south, yeah, to to so go for on whatever a reason. Adventure. He's down there. Presumably, just moving around his cattle, like you got to, you know, you got to move, you got to go wherever the pasture's green, right? So I'm guessing that's what's happening here. And every now and then, you just end up in some dude's kingdom, which they got to be popping up left and right. Like this is when civilization is really starting to pro- proliferate. Like, yeah, any um, asshole with a flag has a kingdom at this stage. Because you know? Babylon happened not that long ago, or Babel, Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. So now people are spread out because of that. So yeah, things are just popping off. Um, there's there's going to be a thing later in. I think 24 that uh, sets a sort of a where this is in time. Uh, but I think this is extremely post-Babylonian era. Like, I think Babel is Babylonia yes. is well-established by the time we get to this point. Yeah, sure, which means there's been enough time for these little peoples to start popping up, you know, some generations. But we uh, Abimelech is important to note because he's going to come up later. Uh, yes, with his with uh, Abraham's son, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, again, Abimelech is like, what the fuck, man? You, you come in here, you fuck up my whole world, you just come in, you shit all over my life, you, you lay this little fucking cuck trap of yours. Uh, here's some sheep, go find some more land. Not that Abraham hasn't been gifted land, like what, like five times at this point? Uh, yeah, he keeps on getting, well, like, just property in general, like land and cool trees. And so stuff. he's like the first cuck land baron. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just, yeah, yeah. Every time he goes, every time for whatever reason, he, nothing, nothing ever makes Abraham happy. He's gonna go down south. He's gonna whore out his wife. He's gonna get a fucking plot of land out of it. As is tradition. As is what you do. I mean, it's honestly, why not? Um, so Abimelech gives him some sheep, some land. Get the fuck out of town. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I've not heard anyone except for the king of Sodom, <laughs> who is, is now a burnt to piece. Uh, 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 he's ash. Yeah, he's ash right now. The only person I've ever heard talk up to Abraham is, uh, or show him any level of respect, is the king of Sodom, 
when they uh, rescued Lot. But everyone else just kind of treats him like shit. Well, the Pharaoh, I mean, everyone's giving him things. Yeah, everyone's giving him things him a lot of stuff. out of disgust. Yeah, like out of get the fuck out of yeah, here. This like, is like my this is like my pity offering like, to you, you like, or my buying you out. Are your buying socks you off. full of shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, like get out of here. Just get shit everywhere. Uh, so, and this is the best part. So, so Mac is like, you know what? Take your shitty fucking wife. Uh, I've given you a thousand pieces of silver. Take some land. Uh, therefore, they were rebuked. And he says, get the fuck out of here. So Abraham here. prays to God, and God came and healed everyone and opened up their wombs again. Yeah, because God shut their wombs yeah, down. Yeah, the first, so, so uh, Abraham comes in, throws his wife to the wolves, whatever. That's just a common trait with these people. And uh, God's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy, through no fault of his own, we already assess that God is well aware that Abelmech has done nothing wrong mm-hmm. uh, intentionally. That doesn't stop God from closing their wombs. Yeah. yeah. Like, completely unrelated people. I mean, I guess they're related in that they're like Abimelech's household, but well, what the they're hell? his female servants. They got it coming. <laughs> Yikes, right? Like Hagar. Yeah, yeah. Just, just... wrong place, wrong time. Everyone except for Abraham was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, not a lot of reproductive Every single character. People. No, 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 no. No, 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 not at all. So, Abraham leaves, and now we finally get what we've been looking for for chapters upon chapters at this point. Genesis right? 21, Isaac is born. Hell yes, finally. I'm tired of hearing about this kid. And he better live you know, up to the fucking so- hype. The world's biggest hype track is what this So let's be clear. What does Isaac mean to Abraham? Abraham has an adopted kid that we've not heard of since. They literally just mentioned him. Abraham's adopted kid is mentioned in passing as, look at how shitty my life is. I had to adopt a kid. And then Ishmael, his half-Egyptian slave son, who he also doesn't treat very well, just cuts his dick off. That's all he's good for him, you know. Got him. Cast him into the desert, and then, oh, you came back, whatever. All right, put out the straw. Uh, and all they've been hyping is, like, we want a real son. We want a real child. None of this fucking adopted or bastard shit that you've been throwing our way, God. Here's here's my favorite thing about this. So, finally, Sarah becomes pregnant um, in her very old age. How old is she here? Uh, Abraham was 100 years old when he was born. Uh, I don't see how I old believe Sarah it, was. I believe it states that Abraham... Is so okay. So if we really care, Abraham was a hundred years old. Sarah was ninety when they were told that they would be have birth in one year. So I'm assuming so Sarah's year. ninety-one years old at this time. Yeah. So she has the kid, and here's what Sarah says. This pisses me off, to be <laughs> honest. She says, "God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me." And then she added, "Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? How about God? Over." And over and over everyone, and over again. Everyone who was telling you you were going to have that. How are you going to be like, oh, wow, who could have seen this coming? Yeah, stupid bitch. You know what? I think, oh I feel God. like Sarah's the type of woman who all she's ever wanted to do is be a mother. And now that she is, she's going to be that chick at the airport being like, why don't I get preferential seating? I'm a mother. Surely, surely oh, everyone knows what a fucking. 
if this were modern day, Sarah would be that uh, lady trying to sell fucking at the coffee shop at the coffee shop or, oh. or, or, or no, the one the one at the coffee shop who's like, oh, you're 22 years old and you think you need coffee? Mom's to the front of the line. Yeah, mom's <laughs> the front. She's the one posting Facebook memes about how hard it is to be a mother. Fucking hate Ugh. Sarah. The worst. So they give birth to a son named Isaac, which literally means laughter. Is that that's all this bullshit about? Isaac means laughter. I don't know. Um, so the child up. grows. It gets weaned. Why we give a shit? I don't know. Uh, Abraham makes a great feast. Uh, and oh, real quick, Isaac means he laughs. So yes, you're right. Laugh. Okay, great. It's a th- it, yeah. Um, so tell me what your Bible says, because mine, again, is the King James. It's a little bit wordy. I'm not ex- yeah, exactly sure. Yeah, it can be hard to understand. So um, basically, the child's weaned, and on the day he was weaned, Abraham held a great feast, of course. Like he did. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar, the Egyptian, was born to Abraham was mocking. And so, like, basically, here's here's Ishmael. He's, you know, he's born to a slave mom. Uh-huh. Everyone, Sarah obviously hates him, right? Who would? Hates his guts for no reason. He's an innocent child. So finally this, you know, he doesn't get much pomp and circumstance when he's born. They're like, ah, fuck you, kid. Finally, Isaac is born and everyone just has a feast and it's a party and like, oh, thank God. Finally, a real a shitty son. half breed. The, yeah. the dark days are over. Finally, Abraham has a son and like fucking Ishmael's just back there pantomiming masturbation. Gosh. Like fucking just a like, slow jerk. Like, oh, he has a son. Finally. The, this is why I was going to cast him as Michael B. Jordan doing a straight up killmonger from Black. <laughs> Just like, I, this should be mine. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I thought of Ishmael. I thought I, this whole thing, I, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, Jon Snow is who I think of when I think of this character. Uh, okay. Because you've got the yeah. bitch mother that's like, I don't like that bastard. I don't like that fucking bastard. Get lost, you know? I have a real children now, and I just can't wait. Yeah, to... yeah. And that's basically what they do. They send them to the wall. They tell them to get the fuck out of here. Which is about to happen to him, no doubt. Yeah. The sand wall, though, instead of the ice and wall. And therefore, she said to Abraham, this is Sarah, and this is Genesis 21 10. Uh, therefore, she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondswoman and her son, for the son of this bondswoman shall not be the heir with my son, oh, namely with Isaac. This makes me so mad. It is. Sarah's idea that this happened in the first place. All of this I cannot is believe on Sarah's head. Despicable. Despicable. Like this is the worst. Fucking whore. Hate person. her. Oh god damn it! Anyone named Sarah? Um, yeah. All of them. That's my sister's little name. Let's get her. <laughs> <laughs> Treat her as the lowest of slaves. Uh, <laughs> uh, Needs to change her name to Hagar. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so. Finally now, Sarah has a real son. She's sitting there being like, I'm the mother. And then she just casts her eye upon Hagar. And Ishmael's like, all right, you guys got it. So you guys better get the fuck out of town. Ugh, um, poor guys. Poor, and poor to, people. To, so, 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 so Sarah's like, Hagar and Ishmael, they have to leave. And just like Sean Bean's character in Game of Thrones, uh, Ned Stark, Abraham's kind of like, kind of like, uh... That's a little bit. I don't know. I kind of like my bastard. I'm kind of kind of pro bastard. Uh, mm-hmm. He finds this displeasing, but it doesn't stop him. Obviously, he's gonna fucking do it. Yeah, and yeah. God goes to Abraham and is like, "Do not let it be displeasing in your sight." So Sarah says, Ugh. "Get rid of this slave. Get rid of her shitty fucking bastard kid. Uh, send that unwed mother into the desert." And Abraham's like, "That kind of seems kind of fucked up. I, I don't really like that." And then God comes down. And is like, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't worry." Uh, 
I know this is displeasing to you, but uh, don't worry. Whatever Sarah has said to you, just do what she tells. For you have an actual son. So Sarah says, get rid of your slave. Abraham's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And God goes, no, no, it's fine. Fucking send him to their death. I don't care. And he says, it's okay because I'm going to make him into a great nation also just because he came out of your penis. Yeah, he is your seed. Don't worry. He's going to be taken care of. He's a half Abraham. Of course, what God fails to mention to Abraham here uh, is that not only is he going to be a great nation, but he's going to be a great nation that's at war with everyone all the time. So didn't mention that part. Great nation that everyone's going to fucking hate. Yeah. Um, so Abraham so they, wakes up in the morning, takes some bread, a single skin of water, gives it to the children. He's like, all right, you guys have to go and wander the wilderness of Beersheba. Which is in the Negev Desert, which we have talked about repetitively. Yeah, fuck the Negev Desert. So they go out into the desert. And of course, in no time flat, the water runs dry because they're in a desert and there's not any more water to replenish yeah. the water skin with. Uh, this is a great Bible. To, let's talk about God's mercy and the glory of Abraham and his lineage. Uh, he sends these people out into the desert, and they immediately run out of water and start to die. And uh, Hagar takes her son and puts him under a tree so that he can die of starvation in the desert. And uh, Hagar's like, you know what? I can't watch my son die. I got to fucking go hang on this other tree so that I can die. Well, in God's defense, he knew that wasn't going to happen when he sent them out there. It's not like God sent them out there to die. I mean, no. Well, he just sent them out there to suffer and almost die. I mean, a couple days of starvation. Hey, uh, (laughs) you know, that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's made that's made him a tough people, you know, because as it mentions, uh, after she gives up completely, leaves her son in a bush to die. Suddenly, I'm not seeing. I'm seeing a baby now, which is weird. Like you can't. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be like anyways. 16 at this point. Um, I yeah, wonder why Ishmael was having <laughs> such fucking behavioral issues. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with so it? So weird. I wonder why Ishmael is so angry at the world. It's like the it's the worst Cinderella story. <laughs> I wonder why he's got such problems. Um, so again, God Himself ain't going to be bothered with it. Uh, not, not, not. He's not going to waste his time on women. He sends the angel of the Lord down, and uh, I thought this was significant. God, the angel of the Lord comes down, and he's like, "Listen, check it out. I made you a well, so that you may fill your sack and go save your son from certain death. You're welcome." And so then they head off, a now replenished mother and son. Head off, and she gets him. It says this all in like two sentences, right? Right. This is their synopsis. Uh, she goes into the desert of Paran, which is like Arabia, from what I was able to gather. Mm-hmm. Finds him a wife from Egypt, and he becomes an archer. That's all we know. Is that the last they we hear touch of him? It. Really? I mean, unless you read well, the no, it gets book of Islam? it gets back to him in a few chapters. Oh, really? It just sort of touches on how he's doing, which is where we learn. That it's not so hot. <laughs> oh, okay, that, we'll, that we'll he's come. Fighting we'll come back to Ishmael and uh, his shit. But let's It'll be clear. Probably be next week. Let's be clear. They're going to their death in Beersheba, and God makes a well so that they may live. And then he gets a wife and becomes an archer and goes to Arabia. Right. The well of Beersheba is where they start, and then they go to Paran, and he he gets himself a wife. Honestly, Ishmael's doing okay in my book compared to everyone else of these shitheads. 
Yeah, and he deserves it because he didn't do shit wrong, except for maybe make fun of Isaac. But again, who wouldn't? I can't blame yeah, him. I, I can't. Hold I'm that so surprised him. that uh, Ishmael's having behavioral issues and trouble at school. I can't imagine what's going on with him that would have him acting out. Um, so now we're at Genesis 21:22. Uh, Abelamech, the guy who uh, was cursed to death and had all his uh, women's wombs closed uh, because of that whole Sarah fiasco, and then God went and reversed it. Uh, he gets Fichel, his general of his army. And they go to Abraham, and they're like, listen, for some reason, God is with Abraham. He is blessed. There's really nothing any of us can do to him, but he's a piece of shit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. They all agree. They're like, God damn, Abraham fucking sucks. He's just garbage. But for some reason, it's like when you deal with like this Weasley shithead who likes to fucking steal from you and put gum on your chair. But his brother's yeah. big, you know. His brother's going to kick your fucking ass. So you're like, God damn, this guy, all he does is smell like farts and spit <laughs> on us. But we can't do anything to him. He's got, for some reason, his brother's just going to kick the shit out of us. So they go to Abraham, and they want him to swear a pact. Basically, they just want fair treatment, right? So they've seen Abraham do all this conniving stuff, passing off his wife has a sister who technically she was a sister yeah. and so they're like look just he's like promise me before <laughs> promise me before god that you won't deal falsely with me or my children or my descendants right no more of this bullshit the sneaky nonsense yeah they're, they're they're trying to bargain because abraham's just garbage they're like all right maybe here we can buy this idiot off and abraham finally does the right thing and says all right i swear it, i won't do it i don't know if this is going to if he's going to back this up, but we'll find out. Yeah, Abraham so, goes, I will swear. And then immediately the next sentence is him getting pissed at Abimelech, claiming that he stole one of his wells. What the fuck's that about? Yeah, so Abimelech's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know anything about this. You didn't tell me. Like, I just heard about it now. Why did you wait until I came to talk to you to bring it up? I don't even know why this is in the Bible. So, so, so Abraham goes, I will swear. Then there's this thing where Abraham goes, by the way, did you steal my well? And Abelamech is like, I, I, I don't fucking know. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. And, there's like, and Abraham's like, all right, well, here's some sheep and some oxen. We're brothers now. Like, there's no, it's just like this weird aside for no fucking reason. And there's no, yeah, there's no conclusion to well, it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, so Abimelech says, I didn't know about this. Abraham says, all right, here, let me prove it. And gives him the sheep and cows. I guess just sheep. Gives him sheep and says, see? I gave you sheep to prove that I built this well, which, okay. I don't see that anyway. I, guess, I see the part that he set seven. That's what I have. Yeah, okay, so here's, here, I'll just explain. So Abraham takes sheep and oxen, gives them to Abimelech, and the two of them make a covenant. So now they're, they're fucking, they shake hands on it, okay. And then Abimelech asks Abraham, what is the mean of these? And so Abraham is like, okay, here's some sheep, and there's a bunch of sheep off to the side. And Abimelech's like, what the fuck are those things? And he's like, oh, yeah, I want these sheep. Here's Genesis uh, 2130. Uh, you will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand that they may be witness that I'm the fucking guy that dug this well. Yeah, Which, I guess just, you know. He didn't even dig that well. God did so that he could save his half-slave bitch. I mean, what the fuck's going on here? Oh, is it the same it's well? It's the well of Beersheba. It's the same fucking well. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe he did build it because it actually just says, it doesn't say that God made it. It says God opened her eyes so that she was able to see the well I, in my book. I guess. I don't know. It just so doesn't make I, which, any sense. 
And and Abraham's been all over the Negev. I believe it. You think he dug that he well? I, I the way I yeah, read I it, do. the way I read it is that Hagar's dying. God creates a well so that she may live. No, and then no. the first thing Abraham God does is he eyes. tries to take credit for it. No, it says God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. See, the, it was just that she was in the desert and like probably hallucinating, tripping balls. Right. God's like, no, no, no right here. Right, 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 here. right here, baby. And, he just puts her hand in the water and then like splashes in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I, maybe it's just because I think Abraham's such shit that I could wait. totally see him seeing a well come out of it. He's like, oh, man, I, I made that. <laughs> like, he, I, but then they named the place Beersheba. Which, despite that, but in the first part of Genesis 21, they already state that then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. So they name it, and literally in that same chapter, they're like, and by the way, I call this Beersheba now. Like, no. Maybe that was already Abraham's pet name for it, but they made it official, like with the other people. Because you got to have multiple, st- uh, like, shareholders, stakeholders. Online, if you're going to name a place, I guess. Trust me. I don't know, this is the, no, this is this is my expert field of expertise. Okay. So, <laughs> so the, uh, bargaining with kings. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're happy now. They made a pact. They're bros. They got this sweet well that's Abraham's. Yeah. Let, the other dudes got some sheep. Some 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 sheep are now witness to this. So if anyone has any questions about who built this well, there's seven sheep that can attest to the uh, yeah. ownership and history of this fucking uh, pit of water. I want this as a Wallet and Gromis. <laughs> Wallace and Gromit cartoon. I want an our far side cartoon. <laughs> like far side. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like there's just seven sheep that are like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I was there. Um what what's the problem? Okay. So Abraham plants a tamarisk tree and says, There called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. So he's just wandering around doing his fucking shit, causing Havoc, wherever he goes. Typical, typical Abraham. What do you What do you think this means? Like, what is the point of this chapter? Is it just so? I know we've talked about this, like allegorical value of it. What does the book mean on the literal Mm -hmm. sense? I think you'd be hard pressed to say that these are decent people. I know that the Bible I'm reading tries to phrase every single thing as like some decent thing, like, and this is a sign of God's gratitude with Abraham that he saved his wife. Like, well, that's not really what you know. Well, I think that Abraham, so Abraham done goofed a bunch, right? And God does say earlier, hey, there's going to be 400 years of hardship for your people because <laughs> of you, because of your doubt. So there, there is some justice in it. You know, I don't know. You could weigh it as whether or not it's fair. But yeah, God is like going to hold him accountable for doubting. Does um, he, when, what, is there any punishment? I mean, it's coming. To- yeah, it said that earlier. Man, now I don't know where it was at. But he talks about how for 400 years your people are I, I remember stuff. that. That and, was when he— And it's that's coming the in first, That's the first mention of Isaac, is that he puts him in that deep sleep and he tells him that, you know, the, the prophecy. Yeah, yeah, 400 yeah. years of pain while you wander. Because of Abraham's like, doubt. But it just so seems he, like it's all Abraham's doing. Like, you're going to have 400 years where you wander a nation that you, is strange to you. Like, well, it's because you keep leaving your house. I think Abraham's a pushover. I think Sarah is actually a bad person. Yeah. You know? And I think that maybe some of the better descendants are going to start happening after Abraham. They, I, I have a hunch. They had I mean, better. granted, I had a better image of Abraham before this all started, and definitely Sarah. So maybe that's going to change with some of these others, like Isaac and his kids. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that this is just Abraham goofed. A lot of people goofed. 
God is making people pay for it. I mean, definitely Sarah but, is like your t- a typical evil stepmother. And Abraham's oh, yeah. like that weak king that just gets walked all over and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinderella story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Abraham is about to have, so God, he's constantly failed God. And I think it's time for him to have a redemption. Yeah, uh, this is, so as we mentioned, this entire book has been Abraham being like, I want a real son. Well, you have an adopted son. Yeah, yeah, I mean a real son. Okay, well, now you've had sex with this woman and she bore your child. I said a real son, goddammit. And they're like, all right, okay, we'll give you Isaac. Here's a real son in quotations. Um, and then this, basically the second he gets it, uh, he his son grows up, he casts out his slave, and then God's like, okay, I need you. So God comes down. Abraham. Let's play a game. <laughs> Abraham. That's supposed to be the here song I am. voice. The, the, uh, God comes down to him. Here I am. I, I always imagine it was like a, a magician just poof out of a bush. And he just like is flapping his robes around and like straightening his tie. And it's like, Abraham, check it out. Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, because he sent the other one to death. Who you love. Whom you love. Let's agree to that. And I need you to go to the land of Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, of which I shall tell you. Which is uh, great. So, well, yeah, we'll find out soon. So, yeah, you're going to have to burn up your boy. God comes down. Hey, Abraham, you know that kid you love so much? Yeah, I need you to kill him. Um, and here's the thing I love. Uh, when God goes to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, there's an actual turmoil. He's like, oh, should I tell... Should I tell Abraham I'm going to do this? Let's think about it. But when God tells Abraham to murder his son, Abraham just like, well, I'll wake up early tomorrow and get that done, I guess. (laughs) I think it's because Abraham knows what's been promised to him, right? So this is him finally having faith, right? God fulfilled all the covenants that he'd said. Well, obviously, not. there hasn't been all the offspring yet, but finally the son is born against all odds, right? Mm -hmm. So now Abraham's like, all right, maybe I just need to trust God. That's my Christ, that's the Christianity I think kind of apologist look on. You know this. what? Actually, now that you said that, that uh, so my concordance here states that, um, according to the writer of the Hebrews, the only way that God so Abraham gets this conflicted information doesn't question it at all. He's immediately faithful. He's like, all right, you want me to kill my kid? All right, let me go get my horse. Let me go get my donkey. I'll I'll, I'll do it first thing in the morning. Um, and God's just like shaking his head. Like, <laughs> finally got, I finally got him listening. Rubbing his fucking hands. I have officially brainwashed Abraham. Um, Abraham's like, all right. So Manchurian candidate style, he just gets his fucking donkey and goes to kill his kid. The Bible I have says that likely Abraham was fully on board to murder his son because he just assumed that God would bring him back from the dead. Yeah. Because you've already... Which, is, which would be dope. Yeah, dope as shit. Be like, ah, Whoa. it's psych. Hey, speaking of, you know? it's funny you were talking about Jon Snow earlier, but this is the other son, so we can't, we're not continuing the metaphor, I guess, because it's you were talking about no, Ishmael is, being Jon Snow. Yeah, no, this is, this yeah. is his nope, real son. doesn't work. This is, uh, so God tells him, hey, you know that son you love? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. I'm like, yeah, I need you to kill him. Let's kill him. So Let's... Abraham... They're going to Mount Moriah, Mount... which is Jerusalem, oh. modern-day Jerusalem area, right near there. Right. So yeah, yeah. According to my map, uh, so Abraham is tasked with killing his only son. They keep saying only son as if he doesn't have one already. Out wandering the desert, yeah. stepping on cactuses Rude. and shit. Stepping on cactuses and shit. Um, and then Abraham goes and gets two dudes. Doesn't tell them what they're up to. 
They just are like, hey, uh, you two young boys, we're going to go. Uh, can you get some wood and a knife? I uh, And my son. Don't question. These two servants are pointless, though, because immediately it introduces them in, ch- in verse 3. And then in verse 5, it says, all right, you guys stay here with the donkey while me and the boy go ahead. So like, all right, I got two servants. All right, servants, stay here. So I, I don't even know why. So again, up, Abraham, but... uh, generally a, a, a sneaky bastard. Um he takes these two servants, takes his son, takes some wood, takes a knife, takes some rope. He's going to need some of that rope. And they wander off, and then they see the mountain. They're like, oh, that'd be a good mountain to uh, murder my child. And he tells the two guys, okay, you guys wait here. We're going to go up there and do some hardcore worship. Just hang out here. Hasn't told anyone what he's going to do. <laughs> but He's like, I, I got to go up there. Well, they would stop you. You can't tell. Yeah. Your kid. He's like, hey, guys, you hang out here. Um, me and Isaac are going to go do some father-son bonding. <laughs> and it's a private. And um, I love this. So Abraham starts laying out the wood. He starts getting a fire going. He's got a knife. And Isaac goes to his dad and is like, hey, um, seems like you're getting ready for like a sacrifice. And Abraham's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's sharpening his knife. And he's like, um, what are we going to kill? I mean, he says the fire and the wood are here, but, but uh, where's the lamb? <laughs> so we got uh, Genesis 22, eight and Abraham said, my son, God's going to provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them were together. Now, now here's what, what's interesting about this little passage. This is coming from Bible scholars that uh, kind of want to explain what's happening now in verse six. It says, you know, they get the fire, they get, or they get the, the wood and the knife and all the rope and what have you. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, as the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and asked, you know, about where's the sheep. Mm-hmm. And then Abraham says, God's going to provide. And then it says again, and the two of them went on together. Usually the exact same uh, words. Now, the idea of if you take the Bible as divinely inspired and literal, mm-hmm you wouldn't expect it to repeat itself like that. So the idea is that the first time it's saying literally they walked on together, the second time when it repeats that exact phrase, it's saying now they walked on together of one mind, so to speak. So that when he, basically what it's implying is that Abraham explained, hey, God told me I have to kill you. And Isaac's like, word. It, <laughs> He's like, how come? Well, yeah, that he, so that from that interpretation, which isn't everyone's interpretation, but it is not one. not my interpretation. Uh, that implies... That implies that Isaac is ready to be a martyr, you know, that he gets it, I guess. That's, so, I don't know, every now and then I'll see something on Reddit for, like, uh, our insane people Facebook. And one of the ones I saw was, like, some guy being like, so great is my love for God that I wish he would, uh... wait, it might be Mike Pence that I'm thinking said this. I don't know, I'm going to fact check this. Is there a quote from Mike Pence where he was like, yeah, if God told me to kill my child, I surely would do it. And I almost wish he would. So he could. T- I wish I uh, wish someone would test my faith because I'm fucking pretty faithful. I mean, if you gave me the I'll do I'll go the Pepsi fucking challenge on that shit. I'm not sure if that, I haven't seen anything about that. I don't I'm not saying it didn't happen, but hold on. Mike, I'm going to Google Mike Pence. Child. Right, you look that sacrifice. up. Sacrifice. <laughs> See what you look that up and I'll explain what's happening here. So. Uh, they reach the place, they build the altar. Now, here's why a lot of people think that Abraham keyed in Isaac on what's going on, is that somehow he's able to bound him, the bind up Isaac, right, and put him on top of the wood. Now, at that point, 
Isaac has to know what's going on, right? Like, oh, shit. Hold, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I want to take it all back. Uh, the, the Mike Pence quote was fucking from The Onion, so I already ate The Onion on that one. Oh, That's like, gotcha. <laughs> Goddamn. Ate the entire ate onion. the entire onion. So we've got Isaac on top of the wood now, on the altar, and Abraham is literally reaching up to stab down into his only, quote, air quotes, only son, when then God at last seeing that Abraham is totally falling through with it, stops him. Mm -hmm. Again, the angel of the Lord. And this is a, I guess a common theme is that God's going to be like the left hand and the angel of the Lord is like the right. Like God's the equivalent of like, like, all right, I need you to kill all those people. You get to kill your own son. I banish the, you're, you're, you're a fucking corpse, baby. You're a fucking dead man. And then the angel Lord's like, nah, nah, he's kidding. It's fine. Come on, just whatever. <laughs> I'm in open contradiction of everything that God has just said. I, I know what God said. Don't worry. I'm going to give you this sweet discount. You don't have to do that no more. <laughs> so, yeah, the angel finally lets him lets him back down, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously I'm imagining Abraham's a little relieved here, as is Isaac. And he says, all right, don't lay a hand on the boy. Isaac's like, don't ooh, do ooh, anything. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if yeah, I like to think that he wasn't bound up. If I was gonna, if I'm willingly getting onto the altar to be sacrificed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, you keeping my mouth open. You're gonna listen to me scream. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. That like, okay, so if we're gonna go with that stupid fucking uh, translation you had, so the two of them were one mind, and why the fuck is he still gotta tie up his kid? Oh, because I mean, even if you know that you're gonna get stabbed, I would want to be tied up. Like, I don't want to. F- listen, listen. You know, if I let me tell you something. If God ever comes to me and says, "Hey, I need Grant to stab you in the fucking chest," I'd be like, "I'm gonna do it. Fucking do it, do it." I'd be like, "Fucking, <laughs> fucking come at me." I'd be like Schwarzenegger and Predator. I'd be like, "Kill me, kill me now!" You know. Like, I would still tie you up because I didn't want you fighting back. Uh, really? Just in case you change your mind in the last, last second. second. I tell you, if I saw that knife coming up, I don't know what would be going through my mind. Yeah. See, you're naturally gonna try and reflexes are gonna come into play. Yeah. So whatever for whatever reason. He times him up, puts him on the pile. God stops him. And then he says, hey, hey, look over there. And Abraham looked up. And in the thicket, he saw a ram that got caught by its horns. The worst ram. Right? Yeah. This is Like, that ram's going to die anyway. Yeah. It's just got its horns caught in some vines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a fucking stupid ram. fucking ram. And so in my Bible, it makes no mention. It just says uh, that the angel comes down and says, hey, don't kill Isaac. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram cotton. So it doesn't even state that the angel, like, gives him permission. It's just that Abraham's like, okay, all right, don't kill my son. He looks around. He sees a stupid fucking ram cotton. It's about to die of starvation. He's like, you know what? That'll work. Fuck it. I can make up my mind of what God wants. And so, uh, yeah, he goes, well, I don't know that he made it. Like I, if God told him not to kill his son, he still wants to sacrifice something now. Out of yeah, I'm sure right? God. Like, oh, I'm sure God whew. wants something. You know, he's not going to be satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean you traveled all this way to not burn something to death? I don't understand. So, so now that God met his side of the covenant and gave Abraham Isaac, now Abraham has met his side, and so God says, "All right, your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed." Because you have obeyed me. Yeah, and again, like, uh, there's going to be so many of your fucking kids. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. I don't know. What does that mean? Well, on mine it says they will take possession of the cities of their enemies. Um, But I guess the gate is the first thing. So basically God is like, don't worry, you guys will replace them. 
Nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that joke. Clever girl. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Abraham is now fulfilled, right? He's done everything he was supposed to. He goes back to his servants that were waiting at the bottom of the mountain. They go back down to Beersheba where everyone was waiting. And then finally, I don't know what this whole little part about. So, They're like so, talking about some dude's so, sons. So, Nahor um, is Abraham's brother. And they're basically we're we're gonna with the next couple of chapters we're gonna talk eventually about uh, the rest of uh, Noah's sorry, Abraham's family. So this is just kind of a brief recap. The way I read it, this is a brief recap of the fact that uh, Abraham has a brother named Nahor. Who has a bunch of kids. Nahor has a no, wife named no Milka. Don't read all these. No, we gotta names. fucking no, do it. It's important. Uh, so uh, Milka why? Milka has a bunch of kids. Huz. Buzz and Camule, <laughs> uh, Chesed, Hazel, Pildash, Bajlaf, and Bethuel. Bethuel, Bethuel is a boy, a man, and he gives birth to Rebecca. So let's understand. Um, okay. So so, so Nahor is a grandniece. Yeah, Nahor is Abraham's brother, and Nahor's Bethuel granddaughter is, is Rebecca. Abraham's nephew, uh, in the same way that Lot is his nephew. Yeah, you're really shitty. Just the point is that now there's a grand niece of Abraham named Rebecca. Rebecca. That's all we need to yeah, know. That's I mean grand niece. Yeah. And then his concubine, whose name was Ruma, also bore four people. That's important. <laughs> you know that uh, that they had their normal kids, and then his uh, his whore uh, bore four more has, people. But they're not important. Man, he's banging all. Over. So how many kids did he have? One, two. I don't. He's care. got like eight. eight Twelve. Eight something, right? Yeah, well, eight real ones and four fake four ones. Four fake ones. Four, four non-human ones, really. Can we please get to my favorite part so far? Because <laughs> then in chapter 23, at the age of 127, Sarah dies. <laughs> Fuck, Sarah. I fucking hate this chick. Is that misogynistic? Yeah. So I feel like this whole Bible is misogynistic. And no, because I like point? Hagar. I like Hagar. I hate Sarah. What's the problem there? I'm not a misogynist. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Sarah I, is obviously a, you and I. Sarah's we're, a bitch. We're proud feminists. You know, we're like uh, well, she, she's inter- she has internalized misogyny. I think. Yeah. Isn't that what you say? Yeah, yeah. She's a self-hating feminist. Yeah. No, she's just a self-hating woman. Oh right. I don't think she's a self. I don't think she hates women. Well, she certainly doesn't give two shits about Hagar. That's for damn sure. Exactly. Or Hagar's son. She's she's happy to let them die. I hate her. So at 127 years, so at this point, uh, her son Isaac would be 36 years old. Thereabouts. Yeah. Because she gave birth yeah. to me when she was 91. She goes, she dies, no explanation. I'm assuming breast cancer. What do you think? What do you think would have killed the woman at 127? Cancer, uh, right? Some sort of cancer. Yeah, cancer. yeah, cancer kills everyone eventually. Although this is like one of the youngest deaths we've seen so far. One twenty-seven. Yeah, she's a she's a like a tot, a toddler at this. If age. I had to guess, I bet she had one of those hate-filled strokes and her brain exploded. That's more likely. Yeah, she's like ah oh, Hagar, bet, and then it just her heart couldn't take it. Her poor. I bet Hagar put some sort of Egyptian gypsy curse <laughs> on her. I'm, I'm assuming a very fresh mummy chased her into. Ooh, uh, nice. Yeah, that's that's that better. Good. Um, so Abraham 
you know, he's got his dead wife. And so he goes to the nearby Hittites. And those are people that we can look at. They, they were very prominent in like Syria, Turkey area mm-hmm. for about 500 years. I think it was like 1700 to 1200 uh, BCE. Right. So these are these are the real folks that are that we can track, right? And Abraham goes to them. He's like, "Hey, uh, what's up, sir? You're a mighty prince. Uh, can I? Oh wait, no, no. no. I got oh, that yeah, backwards. you got it backwards. Abraham goes there to. I don't know why he goes. That's to what Hav. they said to him. She died in Kijath yeah. Arba, in the land of Canaan. Abraham yeah, goes more. He's like, "Listen, the Jew, I know the I'm Jewish a, place. I know I'm an outsider. I'm just a visitor, but give me some fucking property." So I can bury my dead. And the Hittites are like, you know what, man? We all heard your shit. You're a great dude. I mean, obviously propaganda. But you're a great prince. You can just take whatever you want. Whatever our nicest place is to bury your wife. Yeah, bury your wife. And uh, he says, hold on. I've heard about this guy, Ephron, the son of Zohar. He's got a sweet-ass cave. I want that cave. But... I will pay full price. A magnanimous Abraham. Yeah, nice guy. He's you know what? He's kind of turning around. Kind of turning me. around. Um, uh, ever since he tried to kill his kid. Yeah. <laughs> ever since he killed his kid. Kind of like Casey Anthony. I like her a lot. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Except, I was, even more so because she followed through. Yeah, yeah. Of all of God's faithful, Casey is who I would. Uh, put in charge she she got hey she's gonna have another kid apparently i'm pumped fault. does she really i uh yeah, obviously I i'm know. from orlando so no, she's looking into doing oh it. yeah she's looking into it she's doing the research it didn't work out the first time I, you know i'm from orlando obviously and uh, i remember when that trial was going down and it was oof yeah fucking, I, I, we've talked about this i i, I don't bring up casey anthony because i loved the casey anthony trial i mean obviously the dead baby that sucks but um if anyone could ever the, get me the whole drama, yeah, of it. the whole the whole the, the, the fucking lawyer, the prosecutor, are, everyone, I thought they were great. We were hooked on that oh, shit. Oh yeah, if anyone could Americans, give me Casey Anthony trial season one, the box set, I would be so fucking happy because I, I love that. Hmm, gross. <laughs> she, she, you know, being in the South, she should have gone for the Abrahamic defense. You know, God told me to. Ah, she might have gotten away. Well, I guess she got off anyway, so maybe she didn't need yeah, to do she that. Yeah, she didn't need to do that. She was too busy. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> uh, doesn't need it. Casey Anthony, uh, tangent aside. Yeah. Abraham is begging to uh, get this burial prop and to pay for it, right? Because now he's a good I dude. Love all, I love that this is in there. So so Abraham goes to Ephron and is like, hey, I know you got a sweet cave. Let me buy it for you. And Ephron's like, bro, no fucking, you know what, man? What? You can keep the land. Just have it. And Abraham's like, no, no. It's like the equivalent of like arguing over who's going to pay for the check. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is kind of showing how far he's come from arguing with God, like where he's trying to like bid it down, bid it down, bid it up, yeah. bid it down. Now he's like, all right, let me push the money. How much can I give yeah. instead of how much can I get away with? Yeah, like Ephron's like, listen, man, that cave and the field in front of it, they can't cost more than 400 pieces of silver. What is that between two bros? We're between two friends. You just take the land, bury your fucking wife. Come on, bro. And Abraham's like, I couldn't possibly, I couldn't possibly. Take the gold, he puts it on the ground. Take the fucking silver. Please, please. Don't make me beg. <laughs> I mean, he already got two and a half times that amount of silver just for making some dude bang his wife. So it's not like he cares. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I will pay less than half for her burial ground of what she made me by. Uh, dude, that's a good cursing. point. She's a net. 
She's a net gain for sure. She's of course he's got a fucking tip heavy on her barrel ground. She's been a cash cow this whole time. <laughs> oh, he doesn't gross. care. It's like that last second where uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Jesus Christ. So yeah, so <laughs> even her last time where she made him all that silver and I mean he's not even having to pay for the auction count. If he threw in half an oxen, he'd still be making a net gain on this deal. Huge to gains. bury this uh wife of his. Uh, so then, yeah, he buries his wife. Is there, I mean, this is really the first mention in the Bible of burying bodies. I mean, is that, do you think that was? Hmm. I don't know about that. It may be the most important character that's died. Well, it's the first mention of burying a dead. You yeah. know? Like, th- there's no mention, like, and then Cain killed Abel and, like, Adam and Eve like, we gotta get a, we gotta get a cave. Well, no, I think the reason it was important is because it shows it's I mean, there's an entire chapter devoted to it, and I think it's supposed to show Abraham's character now. Right? So that's why it was worth talking is it, about. Do you think do you think the early writers of the Bible gave two shits for character development? Or is that something we're reading into it now? It's not No, it's not character development. It of course they did. It's they chose so it was an oral story at some point, right? Like before they were writing the story. I think down. that's the and general, once they uh just is that everyone yeah. believes it was an oral tradition that was eventually codified into text. So when it came time to put down the story, of course they want it to sound certain ways, which is like the book I've been listening to how to read the Bible. Uh, it talks about how there's these different writers and you can kind of tell their different motives by the names they use for God, by the stories they choose to highlight. Like some of them, this is probably, in fact, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and this is probably a priest writing this who would see the rites of burial is very important, right? So they want to go into detail about this section, whereas maybe a different writer wouldn't have cared so much. I guess, yeah. I mean, it is an, there's an entire chapter dedicated to, and then Abraham had to bury his fucking wife. And the, de- the, 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 the back alley deals and the haggling that went down with it, or reverse haggling. But, uh, yeah, so now Abraham owns a field um, where he has buried his wife. And that's basically the end of it here. Yeah. Do we, uh, I feel like we're, the next chapter is pretty huge. Do you want to save that for another? Uh, I feel like I do want to finish 24. Let's okay, just do let's it. Let's do it. We got enough time. Yeah. So here's something I, 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 my concordance. So I'll just tell you, this is fucking weird. So Abraham's old and he's like, oh man, at this point, Isaac's got to be in his forties. And Abraham's like, oh God damn, I got to get my wife. I got to get my son a wife got to get Isaac married. He's creepy. He's been living here for 40 years. Like, uh, you know, traditional only child syndrome, you know. Sure. And he's like, I got to get this guy out of the house. I got to get a wife. A common theme. I got to get this guy a wife. So he's like, okay, call a servant. Servant comes in. And he's like, okay, listen, I need you to grab my penis and swear to me. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I'm not making that up. Um, put, well, your says, put your hand under my thigh. Under my thigh. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck you think that means? Now, there's two schools of thought on what this means, and they both do involve penises. You're not wrong. Yeah. Well, sort of. So one of the schools of thought is that as he's telling the servant this, he's talking about his seed, right, and where his people are going to be. So one of the schools of thought he's is that he's aid. literally grabbing his nuts, right, yeah. and like, swear on my seed on these couple I need you to grab you know? my balls and say you're going to do right by them. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the t- interpretations. The other... And again, you could probably fiercely debate this is that he's making him literally grab his penis and feel the circumcision and be like, this is the oath. Grab the cut penis. <laughs> oath. 
And so it's one of those two things, most likely. Uh, either way, uh, he calls the servant in and says, grab my dick. Put your hand. He's like, he's like, I ain't no Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the servant. He's <laughs> like, God damn. Uh, Abraham says, grab my penis. Now you swear to me by the he's Lord. He's like, Sarah's been dead too yeah, long. <laughs> I swear to me between the Lord, the God of heaven. I bet you it was like he was grabbing some fucking Laffy Taffy down there. Uh, <laughs> he says, I want you to swear to me that you will uh, take a wife for my son, but not from these shitty fucking Canaanites, which is where they live. So yeah, right. obviously he was like, you know what? I see all these fucking stank bitches around here. I need you to go to my home country and find someone who's related to me to marry my kid. Basically, yeah. He's like, I did it. It worked out fine for yeah. me. My boy's going to do it. Although it didn't really work out fine, did it? But we won't get yeah, into yeah. that. So, so, I, so yeah, he's like, you got to go grab my dick and swear on my fucking dick that you will fucking find a wife for my son. But... Do not take my son there. Like, you got to go do it on your own. Isaac can't go anywhere. Now, this is interesting. Too dangerous. Yeah. I feel like the roads were probably dangerous back then. Yeah. And then the servant goes, but what if she doesn't want to come? And Abraham's like, well, if she won't come, then you don't, then you're free. You don't have to do that shit. That's the only instance I've seen thus far of anyone giving a shit what women think about anything. Is that at least he's like, you know what? You have to, like, make her. You just got to convince her. You got to be swarthy, you know? Make her a deal yeah. she can't refuse. Yeah, yeah. Be a good servant. And so basically. so the servant is like, all right, grabs his dick. I swear, I promise, fingers crossed, that I will get this shit done. Scout's on her, grabbing that dick. Probably that's where that comes from. <laughs> what? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think Marshawn Lynch invented it in a modern times. Yeah. yeah. So. HMD. So the servant takes 10 of his can, uh, camels and he books it for the city of Nahor. Um, and this is interesting. He makes his camels kneel down outside the city where there was a well. And he was like, okay, I know that it's dusk. I'm at the well. This is where women congregate. I know I'm going to find... The- this guy's going to set a real test, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. He's going to he's going to there's only one way to really weed out the good yeah. girls. He's like he's like, "Okay, I grabbed my master's dick and I swore to God and penis that I would find the best wife for my master's son Isaac. How am I going to decide? What am I going to do?" And and then he remembers back to his dad. He was sitting in the kitchen with his dad having breakfast couple decades ago and his dad says here's how you know you got a good girl you go around you open a door for you now when you're going back around to your door you look through and if she reaches over and unlocks your door for you that's how you know you got a good woman i don't get that analogy what the fuck are you talking about that? that's for that's a scene for, that's a scene from a bronx tale a bronx tale the, like romeo and juliet movie where the little uh, italian kid Falls in love with this black girl. Oh, I thought it was like uh, I thought it was that's the equivalent that's how, of like that's how he knew that that she was good for him. Oh, I, but it's I basically that it's exact test. It's that low of a bar. Like obviously you're gonna unlock the door if you're thinking about. I'll tell you it. this. Know, I'll tell you this. So so okay. He's like, I'm gonna hang out by the well. There's gonna be a bunch of women. They're gonna come up. They're gonna fill their pitchers with water and take it home. I'm gonna go up to them and be like, Hey, can I have some water? And if they give me water. And then give my camels water. Obviously, they're good enough to fucking marry my master's son. Uh, you know, yeah. done. High bar. 
High bar. And set. I'll tell you this, and you know this, is that uh, I get it. I'll be sitting on the couch. I'll be playing video games. I'm like, Missy, can I have some beer? And Missy will be like, all right. She'll crack open a beer and bring it to me. I'll be like, that's a good woman. That's all I need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Did she feed your camel? She feeds my camel. She feeds she the give... dog. She does everything. She sweeps, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, that's a. I got to sweep too, you know? This is fucking. I, I, I tried. I tried. I was like, listen, uh, you gave. Uh, mankind, uh, uh, the forbidden fruit. So you gotta do whatever the fuck I say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so crazy. I take what I can get. <laughs> but um, uh, so I get it. I thought it was kind of, when I read it, it was kind of stupid. It was like, oh yeah, whoever gives me and my camel some water, problem solved. There's your woman. I, I've done all I can, God. But um, when I thought about, it, I was like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I don't know. And who is the first woman to walk up? None other than. Rebecca Abraham's Abraham's own grandniece Rebecca and she walks up and she just fits that perfect lady model to a T waters the servant waters the camel which one do you think was more important back then by the way I feel like probably the camel was more valuable to Abraham it's certainly more worth more money I feel like a slave 100 more shit a camel like 200 shekels yeah they're beasts of burden yeah yeah so she waters him up, and he's like, hey, tell you what, you didn't know it, but you were on a game show, <laughs> and you just, you just won all this money. So uh, he goes, so this is interesting. Actually, that's not what he yeah, does. Yeah, right. So, so, so she, he that. goes, hey, uh, can I have some water? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me get you some cam- camels, too. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. hey, check it out. I've, <laughs> Cute little minks. I've got this nose ring, and I've got two bracelets weighing 10 shekels of gold. Uh, whose daughter are you, and is there a room in your house? And she goes, I'm the daughter of Bethuel. You've got to have heard that guy. And, uh, yeah, we got some straw, some shit. You can come stay with us. And, again, the servant's like, oh, yeah. Now, I like this servant. Um, Yeah, he's a hard worker. He's doing his due diligence. He found a good woman, it seems like. Rebecca seems cool. I like her. Yeah. Uh, so she passed far, the water test. I liked Sarah at one point too. So <laughs> she passed the water test. I never liked Sarah. I thought she was shit from the get go. I, I thought she was garbage. But this Rebecca, uh, who knows? So he gives her a nose ring. She pops it right in. Gives her some bracelets. She's like, "Thank you. Let's go, rich man." Um, as they're walking back to the house, um, the servant can't believe his luck. He's like, "Holy shit! I just barely got here." And here's uh, Isaac's like fucking niece i mean who else would be per- like there's not a more perfect fucking lady than someone you're related to that's a bingo yeah. <laughs> you're good to go uh and rebecca's brother laban laban l-a-b-a-n uh it's not sees him as like oh shit he runs out he sees the nose ring he sees the bracelets he's like oh shit he realizes this is someone big you got a big fucking deal walking into town and uh, he's like get out of that barn he's like what are you doing come on what do you stand outside for? Come on. What are you fucking standing in that barn for with your nose ring and your bracelets? Get in here. Um, and they set out a bunch of food. And the servant, again, cool dude. They put out a bunch of food, and the servant's like, listen, I have been walking forever. I'm starving, but I can't eat. I got to tell you what's up. And then, of course, we have the servant recount everything we just Yeah, read I know. The reason why this reason. chapter is so Ugh. fucking long is that they tell us what happens. And then word for then, word, the servant's like, and by the way, I came in and I was standing outside. I didn't know what to do. I said, whoever gives me and my camel some water. And then there's Rebecca. And then here's what Rebecca said. And then here's what I said. And then I gave him the bracelet. It's fucking horseshit. Yeah, yeah. So it's the whole story word for word over again. But 
with quotes because it's now the servant telling it to the, these family members. And she says to me, drink, and I will draw for your camels also. We were there, you dumbass. Yeah, we know. Fucking servant. And, and so then her brother says, all right, uh, let her stay with us for 10 days or so, and then you may take her. Well, okay, so he's like, yeah, because the servant's like, listen, I need him. I'm here to acquire her to be Isaac's wife. And um, Laban... Uh, so Laban and her father Bethuel, they're like, you know what? This guy's got money. He says he's for a woman. We don't need to talk to Rebecca. She's yours. Have with her. Go nuts uh, unto her. You know, she's got the nose ring. She's, she's, you know, if I ever saw a teenage girl with a nose ring, I'd be like, oh, take this skank and get rid of her. You know? Well, no, they they. But then they do call to her, and they're like, hey, you know, uh. Well, you go with this man. They asked her. Where? So no, that was legit. You read that quote. They asked her. Uh, so he says, do not detain. So they basically say, let's wait 10 days and then you may go. Well, and the that, servant that's- says, don't detain me. No, wait, wait, wait. The servant says, don't detain me. Now the Lord has granted success to my journey. Send me on my way so I can go tell my master that she's coming. And then they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebecca and asked her, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So it was up to her in the end. I, I took that differently. So here's here's how I here's the chain of events in my mind. Oh, like they wanted her to, they were not going to give her an option about going. It was up to her whether or not she would wait ten days. Exactly. Like saying? they were like, oh yeah, okay. we'll we'll yeah, give you. You yeah, know what? Yeah, yeah this is that. a good deal. He seems like a good dude. You can marry. He's like, all right, well, let's get the fuck out. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, you just got here. You're just going to take her right away. Like it was a little bit like that kind of like a. It's like when Hang on, let her say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, let her have. Her it's like thing. the the kids like I'm going to college. They're like, yeah, you can go to college. We're about that. And he's like, but I'm going tonight. Like, whoa, whoa. You don't want to take like a couple months off, and you're gonna abandon your mother. Yeah. Yeah, they don't give a shit about Rebecca as far as selling her to Isaac. They just give a shit about just her. whether or not she has yeah, ten days. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, can we can we wait? And the servant's like, well, listen, man, I swore on a man's dick that I would bring her back. I, I got no time to fucking. This is for real. They're like, oh, we know. <laughs> we know. We know. Oh, uh, you you swore on a man's dick? Well, say no more, fam. Well, you, you should have said that from the get-go. I didn't know this was a I guess they over. don't know about circumcision. Do you think circumcision worked its way lateral from to, to Abraham's you brothers? You know what's weird is I they make it. no mention of that. And honestly, I don't think so because I think the covenant of the circumcision. starting at Abraham. Is his line. I think it's very yeah, specific. Abraham and downward. Yeah, I think it's very yeah, specifically a covenant with Abraham and his children. Mm-hmm. Which is why Lot didn't do it yeah, either, yeah. presumably. We, we don't know. The, the daughters don't make any mention of... True. <laughs> well, they, they came the filthy Moabites and Ammonites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not the Jews. So that, there you go. Um, wait, Ammonites are Jewish, aren't they? I, I could have sworn when I read no, this historically that, that, that Lot, think, Abraham, are considered patriarchs of the Jewish faith. They're all part of the Jewish faith. No, 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 not Lot. And I'm because the Ammonites and the Moabites were likely the so uh, again. This is from my book, How to Read the Bible. Mm-hmm. They think if we're not reading it literally, if we're if we're going to say that there was a motive behind writing the story of Lot, it was that maybe. And this is again, I'm not saying this is how it is, mm-hmm. but if the Jews wrote that story later on. It was probably to make the Moabites and Ammonites sound like dirty children of incest. So no, uh, they were not in the same group. Plus, I'm pretty sure an Ammonite is just like a fossilized crustacean. Right. Uh, it's a Pokemon. Um, yeah. Thanks. So, 
So they go, all right, Rebecca. So they ask Rebecca, hey, do you want to hang out a few days or do you just want to go now? Rebecca can't wait to get fucking out of there. She's like, no, 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 I'm a virgin. I want to get that fucking desert dick in me. And it gets so, this story gets beautiful here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the uh, they send away Rebecca, their sister. Her ner- So they send away Rebecca, uh, Rebecca's nurse, Abraham's servant, and Abraham and Abraham's men who came with the servant. And they bless Rebecca and said to her, our sister... May you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. Hmm. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Imagine that shit. Well, that's like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna basically you're gonna smash anyone that rises against you, which is badass. I want that. Yeah, that's not a bad. One. You know what you it's know, like. I want my kids to smash their. Did enemies. you ever watch Adam's Family? They had a very similar family quote. I think it's like, may we devour those who would like oppress us or some shit. It's kind of a very fucking. Or no. Or uh, Conan the Barbarian. Like, mm. may your. Uh, what's the Conan? You have no fucking clue. Um, I have no fucking clue. I can't remember the last time I saw that movie. Forever ago, honestly. It's a great movie, but. That... Are you talking about the one where he's like, uh, like something about, I only am there to kill slaves and rape the women, that kind of thing, and the lamentations of my foes? Oh, it's... Yeah, it's the lamentations quote. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, though. I don't know either. Um, so, Rebecca, they roll out of there. Isaac's hanging out. He's just got nothing going on. None of these guys ever have anything going on. There's no mention of them ever working a day in their life. Um, but he dwells in the south with his slaves, and he sees the camels coming. And Isaac, and Rebecca sees it, and she goes, whoa. She gets off her camel. She's, she's like, who is this fucking hot piece of ass? You know? Oh, wow, you're reading. You're doing. You're butchering this. I'm butchering Let me this. read it you, to, right, verbatim. Dude, I'm going to read it verbatim because right? it's gorgeous. This is beautiful. Wow. <laughs> now, Isaac had come from Bir Lahai Roy. For he was living in the Negev, the desert that we've talked about. And uh, he went on into the field one evening to meditate. He's a very centered dude. And he looked up and he saw camels approaching. Rebecca, on the camels, also looked up and she saw Isaacs, right? So they meet eyes kind of across this big field as she's approaching. They don't, they've never met in their lives, right? Okay. So she, but she sees him and there's something there. And she got down off her camel and asked the servant who went to retrieve her. She said, who is that man in the field coming to meet us? And he says, he is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Okay. Right? Yeah. You're right. You're right. That, that's better than it's really It's really good. It's a little story. So uh, then the servant told Isaac all that he had done. Thank God he doesn't tell us. <laughs> I expect a third retelling. Okay, so Isaac, and then I was like, "Here's your nose ring." Then I was at the well, and then I was got some water. <laughs> uh, and then she was off the camel. Um, and he's like, "I'm right here for that." Uh, yeah. So he get, he grabs her, takes him to mom, takes her to mom's tent. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bang shack, yeah. and marries her. And uh, and now he's got a wife. And, yeah, and, and he and he, and he, he loves bangs her. her right then and there. In his mother's bed. So Isaac was and comforted. he thinks about his mom the whole time. So Isaac. He says he was comforted. Yeah, he was comforted after his mother's death. So he's been living. He's just like, oh, man, I'm so sad. And she's like, he's like, you know what will make you not sad about your mom? Sex. That'll do <laughs> yeah. Sex with this lady. At first I was going to say, Se- I was going to say, how do you miss this Sex woman? with your cousin. <laughs> I'm going to say, how do you miss Sarah? But then you think about it. She, yeah, she was a horrible mom. Maybe unless you were... Herself. Yeah, if you're then Isaac, she she's cool. okay. So whatever you want to... Just because of the treatment. Yeah, she's a selfish bitch, but at least she's uh, she's about her kid, you know? Yeah, for sure. Father's in tears. That's the end of chapter 24. Yeah, that's where we'll stop, I guess, with the book. 
Holy shit, this fucking Bible. Whew. Yeah, so that was not... That was a slog, again, kind of like last week. There was just... It's so dense. There's so much happening. There's so much meaning that you can take from it. Um, I th- We got a little further, at least, this time, mostly thanks to that servant talking. Oh, uh, my on God, on. yeah. But, yeah. This Oof. fucking Bible. Um... But this family, I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad to see that Abraham, now that Sarah's dead, and I don't want to foreshadow too much or, or at all. any spoilers, yeah. too late. So <laughs> now that this generation is kind of on the way out, I'm pumped to see if Isaac and Rebecca can be more for redeeming characters. So I get it. You and I have, like, bashed on Abraham and Sarah for basically for the last, what, three weeks Yeah, now? they suck. And, yeah, they, they do kind of suck. But I think that they suck for a reason. I think we're going to see sort of a redemption arc now with the next three or four of the generation. All three. So Abraham's son, Isaac, obviously, who we're on now, Mm -hmm. his kid and his kid are all big shots, right? Isaac Um, and Ishmael? Is that who you're referring to? No, no, no. I mean, Isaac and then Isaac's son, Jacob, and then Jacob's son. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I have no idea who Jacob is. Well, they're all all big deals. So Jacob is a huge player in the Bible. And in fact, it's where the name Israel comes from which we'll get to. And then Jacob has the 12 tribes. All right, right? we'll get to that when we get to that. Sons. I have no idea what the fuck I'm just saying, about. We're, about, we're getting into what I think is going to be more of a redemption arc, some like honorable characters, some really cool types. So I'm pumped for right, it. That's what you said about Abraham, so we'll, we'll see. But um, I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you're like, Abraham, <laughs> badass Abraham. I, I was like, all right. And well, then everything I read, I'm like, this he, guy sucks. He wrapped it up well. He's he's leading a better second his, half. Yeah, his redeeming say. quality is that uh, he was okay to buy a grave at face value, at market value. He also, you know, finally started listening to God. Let's face it. If God is doing all this for you, you just need to listen to him. <laughs> like, like he, he kept denying him, even though God was literally showing up to him in person. So let's... And he's just let's 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 talk about the things we've read. So what do you think the ultimate point was of... I feel like God or Abraham casting out Ishmael and the birth of Isaac. Is there anything to read into that beyond just the face value of that they're all kinds of pieces of shit? Um, wait, with the sorry, like like with which like part? I know we talk about the literary. I want to come back and talk about what the allegorical value of it is. Like if you like if you were if your priest was like explaining that story. I don't know. You don't even have priests. I don't know what Baptists do. But if if, yeah, if yeah. your if your if your molester came in and he was like, hey, <laughs> uh, was like, um, hey, this is the story of Isaac and the story of Ishmael. What what's the point of that? What's the point of that bit? What well, Isaac and Ishmael? That's a good question. So, I mean, the main thing here is that Ishmael is the child of doubt, right? The reason that Ishmael was born was because Sarah, specifically Sarah, and also in a way Abraham, mm. didn't trust God. Mm. So he's a child of sin, but because he's Abraham's, God's still going to take care of him, right? God's not just going to cast him aside. So it shows, hey, whenever you don't listen, whenever you go off and do your own thing and think that you're better than God, it's not going to, you're not going to reap very great rewards. It's going to be rough for you, is is what I would say. Okay. And, and And that's happened at every turn, right? So every time Abraham has goofed off, yeah, like he made it work because God's taking care of him, but it just could have been so much easier, right? You didn't have to give your wife away and, like, let all these people get the plague and have their wombs shut. You know? <laughs> There's an easier way to do all this. Um, that's interesting take because I know, like, um, I don't know when we'll ever get to it. It'll be some time from now if we ever do. But when people are talking about reconciling the New Testament with the Old Testament, 
and they sure. talk about the difference between the modern day Christian God and the sort of archaic and maybe um, uh, I can't remember the exact term, but kind of in uh, the Old Testament, the Old God. Testament God and the that's, New Testament yeah. God, and they're like, well, the Old Testament God is very different from the New Testament God. I have no clue because I've never read the New Testament. I have no fucking clue, but. It does seem like if there's one thread that you might be able to tie with what I understand culturally from the New Testament God, from the Old Testament God, is that while the Old Testament God is somewhat capricious and prone to harsh punishments and some fucking shit, uh-huh. at some point he is kind of like, well, whatever. He, he is, in his own way, a forgiving God. Yes. To and like, there's these... Well, and also to like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I guess that's true. Okay. I guess that's true. He could have just, he could have just, uh, a, a different god might have just been like, you know what, I am gonna fucking kill you, and I'm gonna keep those. And he didn't just destroy Sodom, right? Like he sent his angels in. He sent in his boys to check it he out. Sent in, Jason Momoa and the Rock he sent, he, he, almost got he raped. Sent in, he sent in a team to investigate. I guess that's fair. I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. Um, so Isaac's born. The sacrifice. What do you do? We on its literal face value, I feel like in modern times, if I had ever heard the story, like if if our news had a post that was like, "Hey, this guy takes his kid up into a mountain and goes to kill him," and at the last second changes his mind, I'd be like, "Yeah, take away that guy's kid. Don't don't let that happen twice." You know? <laughs> Is that? That's enough. Yeah, that's. I think we've heard enough from that guy. Hey, but I didn't do it. Like, yeah, uh, d- take away the kid. Call CPS. You, you tried. Though. Take CPS. Like the fact that you considered yeah. it. Uh, take him away. Is that? But it was the right call. I mean, that's right. So yeah, if you want to read it and if you want to look at it from a modern lens, it's a little scary. But he did have a child at a hundred years old with his ninety-year-old wife, which was absurd. And so, you know, at that point, he said, I think he had to come face to face with the fact that God is following through. It's time to stop, like, not listening and do whatever he says. Got to gotta do it. Is that the arc? Is that, is that something? Are we reading this the right way? Is really the story of Abraham that he starts a fucking goof and through trials and tribulations and error and figuring out what works, he eventually comes to understand what it takes to fucking please God? Is yes. that... That's what I think. Is that the overarching theme? Because, yeah, maybe that's fair. Because, uh, yeah, definitely Abraham and Sarah. I don't think Sarah ever gets a redemption arc. I think she's shit the whole way. But yeah. at least, I'll tell you this. But she's just a woman, so it doesn't Yeah, she's matter, just a basically. lady. All her brains are, <laughs> she's fucking, you know. They're, they're, eating, they're eating the apples. Dr. Yakov with brain of, you know, uh, she's got a brain the size of a squirrel's brain. You know, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She can't be held responsible. Hmm. She's not smart enough. Um, yeah, her mind is wicked. Bless her yeah, heart. Bless, bless her. Oh, bless her. Um, she. How can you hold her responsible? Um, but Abraham, the story of Abraham to me seems like a guy who he kind of gets thrust into things. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's not really an agent of his own future. And then at the ripe age of uh, got to be what like a hundred and a hundred and thirty seven. He's like ten years he's, older. He's exactly right? ten yeah, years so. older. So at the time that uh, he buries Sarah. And all this other shit goes down. He's got to be 137 years old. Um, so finally, at the age of 137, as he settles down, he starts making good decisions. And yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's the point. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's that's about the age that I would expect myself to start making responses. Yeah, like right too. now, I'm just in that period where I could be trying to sell off my wife and 
uh, fucking yeah. over my friends. I'm not gonna, nephew. Yeah, dude. We went in this bar the other day, Sierra and I, and I'm like, that dude looks pretty buff. I'm just gonna give her. To yeah, him. I'm just gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be easier. I'm just gonna be like, hey, bro. I'm gonna walk up to him preemptively, and be like, even the fuck up my sister. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. it's crazy because she is my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it all works out. Very, very yeah. biblical of you, sir. Very godly. Um, yeah. Well, trying to follow through. Yeah. So by the time he, by the time he's 13740, he is he, he's dealing not falsely. He's had people come up to him and be like, "Listen, we all think you're a piece of shit." He takes that to heart. Now he's like paying full price for things and trying to find a wife for his son, and acting proactively mm-hmm. for the first time, really acting proactively about his legacy. And his posterity. Yeah. So let's, you know, we'll we'll see how much longer Abraham's alive. But for now, I think he's finally getting into the redemption part of his arc, and uh, I'm, I'm stoked to see what his people yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what the uh, let's see what these crafty peeps do. All right. Well, that's going to be it for episode five, I suppose. We covered ep- or chapters twenty through twenty four. So a nice four chapter arc uh, today. Mm-hmm. If uh, you don't already follow us, and you don't because no one does, right. uh, follow us on Twitter at Irrevelations. If you have suggestions or want to shit talk or send us malware, irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. G- I'm reading off the name of our email address, and that's when you're going to hop in. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let everyone know. Irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Later, folks.